Hi, and welcome to Night Clerk Radio. This is episode 19, The Weather Channel. The Weather Channel aesthetic, if you will. And it's music, it's legacy, and so many more things. And of course, with me is my co-host, Burke. Hi, Ross. How's the weather? Uh, it's good. <laughs> you know, enjoying the last of the SoCal mid-80s in October. Dang, yeah. It is in the 40s here in Missouri, and it is cold and wet. Mm-hmm. Been raining for a week, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's been in the 30s and 40s, so... You know... Just above freezing. I'm sure a week of rain would do wonder for the fires, so... Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> but it's going to be sunny tomorrow, so we'll uh looking forward to that. Nice. Yeah, so, you know, we don't watch the Weather Channel as much as we... I don't watch the Weather Channel at all anymore, but man, growing up with the Weather Channel certainly left an impression on me. Oh, totally. Because I was just thinking, like, I use an app on my phone to check the weather now. Yep. It's just on my home screen. It's just right there. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. But in the 90s, oh man, in the 90s, <laughs> you had to, to sit and watch the Weather Channel. And the early 2000s, but yeah. I guess. I'm thinking mainly of like through high school. I, I think after mm-hmm. after I, I got to a, a level of schooling where they don't cancel for snow as often, I became mm-hmm. less interested in watching the Weather Channel. Yeah, that's true. Well, let's just let's just go into the topic. Let's then. just do it. Let's, yeah, let's just, just do it. it. <laughs> so the Weather Channel for our non-American listeners, there's a channel on cable TV. It's not over the air. You have to subscribe to cable TV that just is about the weather. A lot of it is digitized forecasts, local on the eights, as they call it, like uh, eight minutes in every hour. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, 10 18, 28, blah, blah, blah. They would give you your, you know, your forecast, your local forecast, but they'd also have radar maps and all that other stuff. Uh, And occasionally they had some live programming, but like 90% of the time, it's just like, here's the weather. This was uh, something to put on in the background because, because silence, as we all know, in popular culture, in mainstream society is verboten. It is a taboo to have silence. So you had to have some music. You had to have something mm-hmm. to put on these digital displays. And that's the music that they chose. They could have chosen any kind of music. They chose smooth jazz. Oh, yeah. No, it's amazing that they did it before Persona was even a genre. <laughs> oh, yeah. That Persona music. <laughs> it's all that Persona music. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it really, yeah. Yeah, really inspired a whole genre. <laughs> Ahead of its time. Truly. I do like that whole genre. Persona 5, the video game. You should listen. You should you should play just to get a sense of a whole new genre of music that never existed before. According to some fans on YouTube, <laughs> they just like, oh, jazz is a thing that exists. So for many before the Internet was really common or ubiquitous. I mean, there's dial up Internet in the 90s, you know, AOL oh, and all yeah. that. But like cable TV was much more the thing you had on. So for a whole generation of people, you know. The Weather Channel is is sort of an emblem of the 90s, that kind of gen- like because it's probably for a lot of people, their first exposure to smooth jazz, this kind of this style of music. It's not something that's very popular outside of these very specific settings. It's instrumental. It's calming. It's chill, as the, as the kids say now. Yeah. Or like when Kenny G was at his peak, it's kind mm-hmm. of all the same era. Yeah. It's also one of the things I realized before we had 24 seven music streams you know to study and watch anime by or whatever this is the equivalent of that like turning Mm -hmm. that on to have something relaxing to play 
And I know I've put it on when I was doing chores or something like that to have something on. If I didn't have access to a music, you know, playing device, a, a boom box or whatever. But it's become so influential that like it, it is obviously sort of one of the cornerstones of Vaporwave Town. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to be talking about. So it looks like you actually did some research on the composers and names behind. Yeah, a little bit, um, which we can, we can get into. But I just kind of want to uh, finish what you were talking about in terms of exposure mm-hmm. to the Weather Channel and why it's such an interesting nostalgia bomb I kind of call it mm-hmm. from the uh, mid nineties is that I think many people probably watched more weather channel than they realize is something that sort of mm-hmm. occurred to me through like people in the vaporwave subreddit talking about the weather channel or articles. There's a universality of experience in how the weather channel is consumed, which is kids like me. You know, I came from somewhere with a wintry climate, whether or not mm-hmm. schools closed is very important to me, uh, mm-hmm. but I couldn't check that on the internet. So I had to watch the yeah. weather channel. But the Weather Channel doesn't tell you that right away. You have to leave it on for a while. You have to wait for look on the eights to come on or for your local uh, other local forecasts or for them to mm-hmm. do the school closure reports. So even though your intent is to just get this very little quick piece of information that nowadays I can do in, in half a second on my phone, I probably maybe to sit there 15 or 20 minutes mm-hmm. and read some little scrolling list of counties on the East Coast. And then mm-hmm. uh, they'd always list Frederick County, Virginia before Frederick County, Maryland, which would make me get uh, unduly excited. <laughs> Until my yeah. mom would have to remind me, like, no, there's two Frederick counties. <laughs> but that, there's there's other people that have that same experience. Even if they come from somewhere mm-hmm. where you you don't worry about that, there's people who are like, oh, yeah, I grew up in Florida, and we would just sit and watch and wait for the hurricane reports. Yeah, I grew up in Tornado Alley. Mm-hmm. And so there's also a lot of flooding. Like when certain areas, uh, it's a very healy part of the Ozarks I live in, of uh, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And so if there's a lot of thunderstorming, there'd be flash flood warnings. And thunderstorm warnings. So there was a lot of nights, you know, where we'd hear air raid sirens essentially warning us of potential tornadoes. And we'd be watching the radar map on the Weather Channel and just waiting to see if our house is about to get wrecked or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you, mm-hmm. in your formative years, you have all of this smooth jazz and monospace drop shadow fonts and pastel blues jammed into your head. And I had, in some sense, forgotten about it until the early 2010s. When I, I got into Vaporwave, mm-hmm. and, and in, in 2013, we can talk about it a little more specifically later, but that was sort of when I remember early Weather Channel-focused albums starting to come out. So the big one I think of is the Atmosphere series, which are four albums by EcoVirtual. Mm-hmm. And then that was like, oh my God, this is the Weather Channel. I remember this. And it just like came, <laughs> all, of, all of this childhood just came flooding back in like a really weird way. Yeah, I, I certainly did sort of ignore it like for a while. And then as as I became aware of Vaporwave, I was like, oh, yeah, the banality of it. Like that that's yes. the whole bit about Vaporwave is the banality, the normalness. Because, again, Vaporwave is about the sort of like the duality of calming and versus anxiety. And like the normality is both calming and anxiety inducing. And like the and the weather channel is also calming like snow days versus <laughs> flash floods and tornadoes and hurricanes and you know all these other awful things mm-hmm. it's confronting that that sort of duality of existence we're all supposed to be normal and good and then like oh god this is terrible in a very subtle way yeah that's kind of the key appeal of the weather channel for vaporwave i think absolutely so how did this music come to be which is kind of like the most interesting part because before you mm-hmm. could even cut it into vaporwave somebody had to write it many many years ago so mm-hmm. poking around as far as i can tell in the mid-90s, the Weather Channel 
for some reason, decided to switch up their whole music lineup. And they got an Atlanta composer, Trammell Starks, which <laughs> sounds like a comic book name, mm-hmm. but I assume it's a real person, to write all, all of this big, unique playlist that was composed specifically for the Weather Channel. Mm-hmm. They don't know why. They just sort of did it, and they ran it until, like, the early 2000s when they switched to some other composers. And it's just interesting. Like, you can just go, and if you just search Trammel Sparks on YouTube, there are people who put together, like, best of Trammel Sparks playlists and <laughs> and all this stuff. And I don't really know much about him outside of, of the Weather Channel. Yeah, it would be real interesting to see why they... Because the Weather Channel is very much aware of their influence and their legacy and it would be really interesting to understand the like what led them to choose this aesthetic for the mid 90s i guess it was part of the era man like it was the mid 90s like the history was over we'd beaten you know everything was supposed to be great now the nba was great is the clinton years everything was just <laughs> happy and like, history was over we did it we can all chill yeah, we and did watch it. the weather yep exactly <laughs> and so maybe that was part of it just trying to be more adult and sophisticated because one thing i want to talk about is Smooth jazz is like the cliche of it in pop culture is that it is soul crushing and just banal. And like, it's the music of sellouts and people who are lame. (laughs) And it's kind of interesting, you know, because that popular conception came about from like boomer comedians and like other tastemakers that were baby boomers. And they were like, oh, God, this stuff is awful. You're just, ugh, I want some rock, man. I want something with some soul, some, you know. Yeah, it's it's very similar arguments to what you hear both levied against like disco and adjacent to what we talked about in the music core episode in terms of like uncool music, basically. (laughs) Like it's it's a very similar argument set. So I think one of my personal theories is that one of the reasons why Vaporwave grabbed at the Weather Channel smooth jazz aesthetic is in part because of like the truism of, you know, kids always want the music that'll drive their parents crazy. When, you know, your parents grew up on rock and roll and, you know, like, well, what's going to piss them off? Smooth jazz. So obviously smooth jazz is great. <laughs> I think there's that's part of Vaporwave. It's like what music is just going to drive older people, you know, like, well, how could you listen to this trash? <laughs> this is awful. You don't have any taste. Like, yeah, I know. It's great. It's fucking trash. So I think I think that's part of it. I think the Weather Channel music is certainly one of the biggest ingredients of that mix. I mean, we've talked about the others in music and, you know, edutainment software and like lots of other things, you know, video game music. But like, man, that's my theory. And I'm sticking to it, at least for now. No, I I, I have no immediate counter argument. (laughs) I do agree, though, with your statement that the Weather Channel sort of knew what they were doing, that they were Mm -hmm. sort of on top of their own trends, because I didn't realize this, but the first release of Weather Channel music was actually by Weather Channel themselves. Mm-hmm. In 2007, they started releasing their soundtracks as like smooth jazz compilations. You can just go mm-hmm. buy them wherever finer <laughs> CDs are sold. And and that's just the original raw track. You know, that's not even processed through any sort of vaporwave lens. Yeah, yeah. But then at some point, I guess, maybe you know more about this than I do. All of that music was just dumped onto the internet in some capacity, not too different from like the Kmart tapes where whole archives of just tons and tons and tons of weather channel music just showed up for people to use. Is that correct? That's sort of my impression. Yeah. I I mean, yeah, that's kind of the general timeline. I mean, in general, I think what people have done, especially in the last 10 years is just 
because the Weather Channel was around in the age of VCRs and people could easily record stuff, people just started digitizing it and uploading it to YouTube to because why not or to whatever else. And so like everything that has ever been broadcast is eventually going to make its way to YouTube. And then just ripped from there. Okay. Yeah, and just ripped from there. That's my theory. Okay. Not too long ago, my parents found a, a box of VHS tapes that they've recorded during the Gulf War because they were just like, oh, it's history. We need to record this. Just like tomahawks and shit like all that old yeah yeah just see it footage oh my god i think they threw it away but oh no yeah rip but lots of people have done that okay that's interesting because we've both found or, or you shared with me mega drive archives of just like here's four gigabytes of weather channel smooth jazz or whatever yeah that one was actually only 300 megabytes because if you look at sure. it each song is like 100 kilobytes even though it's like 1400 songs but they're divided <laughs> by like okay month and year so it's like June 93, mm-hmm. you know, and like there's just, you know, a dozen of these songs. Yeah, it reads like a radio station directory or something like. Yeah, I found that on the Vaporwave subreddit. People are just like going through and digitizing everything. They're just throwing it all, all up on there. Yeah, I, I have no idea of the origins of it. And there's a lot of gaps in it. Like they only have certain months of certain years and ranges from like 1995 to 2005. OK, so. So we have all this music that's out there for people to use. As you said, the smooth jazz aesthetic, that banality is perfect for incorporating Mm -hmm. into kind of the philosophy of Mm -hmm. Vaporwave. So now we start to get a bunch of really important kind of Vaporwave albums coming out early to mid 2010s. So since this is a topic episode, I still want to play some samples for people so they know what we're talking about when we say weather channel music. So here's what I mean. that was the track tropical depression off eco virtuals atmospheres one which i pointed out is kind of the first like weather channel vaporwave album i remember (laughs) it's perfect it's got this people i think when they think of smooth jazz they do think of that like soprano saxophone kenny g Mm -hmm. advertising stuff and i I sort of want to play this because it's a lot of chimes and just drums and bass it's like a very alternate form of of smooth jazz but just imagine it playing in the background (laughs) under your light blue an incredible amount of information on the screen in terms of cities and temperatures and precipitations Mm -hmm. percentages flowing by it's so peaceful it's so beautiful. So that yeah. that was one series. Catcore and Necocore, who we talk about a lot on this podcast because I'm a big fan, did Sunday television more recently in 2019. Mm-hmm. So that's still going around. Cloudy Days by Snow, Ghost Broadcast by Local News. There's a whole a whole bunch of these albums. Do you have any specific ones that you really remember? Or did you consume this more in the context of like vaporwave playlists or mixtapes that have weather channel influences there is one album i do remember listening to a couple times 
I wouldn't put it like in my top 10, but I certainly enjoyed it. WMCC Weather Channel by Morris County Meteorological Team. All right. From 2016. Let's just play a clip here. There's actually quite a few of these albums like this that are not from the bigger names of it, but like it's just such a popular idea for vaporwave artists that you you can find quite a bit, and it's all very good. There's a lot of mixes on YouTube of you know vaporwave weather channel. Yeah, and I think even if you are not familiar, the listener with like very specifically focused weather channel albums, you can still find it even in a lot of the music we've already discussed on the show. I know dating all the way back to episode one of this podcast that I've called out stuff for being weather channel samples. And it shows up in other artists we talked about, like culture and telepath. Mm -hmm. Even if they're not sampling it, they draw heavily from the aesthetic Mm -hmm. in terms of of sound construction, even though, uh, especially on newer albums, I think people are starting to write more of their own music Mm -hmm. that sort of sounds like samples, but are not samples. Yeah. There's kind of a transition away from the sort of plunder phonics, music concrete sort of approach. I think that's a general trend. Absolutely. So definitely check this out. I'll put a big list of all of these albums I've thrown out in the show notes because there's Mm -hmm. just so much great music to listen to that we can't we can't review it all directly on the show. Yeah. But I can definitely point people to it. You know, one thing I think aesthetically that the Weather Channel provides, which is something we haven't directly talked about, but is sort of key to Vaporwave, I think is actually the stillness and the idea of stillness because, you know, the Weather Channel itself is almost entirely like static image or very slowly updating radar maps. Mm. That's a very common motif in Vaporwave are like albums or like landscape shots or statues, uh, Greek statues. This idea of of being still, again, thematically connects to calmness versus anxiety. Yes, that is exactly what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. As soon as you said still, I thought about how we argued that Vaporwave is about being safe, and mm-hmm. you can only be still if you're safe. If you're anxious or worried or scared, mm-hmm. Uh, for any reason. And there's lots of valid reasons to feel that way nowadays. You, you're you not still. So yeah, I totally mm-hmm. agree. That's that's wonderful because that is exactly how I feel about it, of just laying on my couch as like a seven-year-old wrapped in a blanket waiting to see if I don't, I can mm-hmm. go back to sleep. Yeah. Back to like the nostalgia thing, because if you think about like what pop culture was like in the nineties, stillness was the enemy. Like stillness, the idea of stillness, especially for kids, was like supremely uncool because like kids were supposed to be active and like, you know, skateboarding and playing with toys and like, oh, radical. And, (laughs) you know, (laughs) yeah, yeah, in the 80s and 90s. But like that whole thing is that like if you look at the commercials, like lately I've been watching like 90s commercials and they are just frenetically edited. Oh, yeah. They're chaotic. Mm -hmm. They're such nightmares to me as an adult. Yeah. To think about how, like, that worked on me as a kid. Mm-hmm. 
again like this contrast and so now the things we it's what we miss that we long for it's the things that we don't have that we want and so what did we not have like you know like our diet was all like highly sugared you know through fructose syrup you know Mm -hmm. sodas and snacks so we we were all jittery also the caffeine from all the soda but on the other hand, you know, parents and teachers wanted us to be still. And like for a lot of kids, they were given a lot of Ritalin and other drugs to calm them down. So there's this again, this contrast between like, oh, you, you're a cool kid. You want to be active and jump around. And oh, here's Legends of the Hidden Temple. And, or uh, you can't do this on television or, or uh, <laughs> uh, game shows where you have to run around and yeah. get slimed. Double dare. Double dare. Yeah. So. Now it's the weather channel that we remember. And like now we it resonates more with us than now because now we're just worn down by gesturing vaguely at everything. Yeah, that's a really great way to put it. I think that really captures the appeal. Mm-hmm. Actually, there is a quote. I found this essay about the Weather Channel and how it's connected to Vaporwave. And so the essay is the Weather Channel Soothing Music Millennial Rebellion. I think this is where I got the idea from Thane Greenwood, which we'll have a link to this in the show notes, of course. But the Weather Channel music has wedged its way into our brains, imprinted itself from an early age. So many of us now associate that particular genre of inoffensive smooth jazz with feelings of home, the 1990s variety. Home where you had little soaps in the shape of seashells. Homes where you had aggressively wood-accented kitchens with lots of white appliances, and everyone had very brightly colored windbreakers in various shades of teal and purple. The Weather Channel is stability. It was a time before we knew fear. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah. And again, yeah, the 90s is the last time we were, as a culture, we were that brief window between, you know, nuclear annihilation of the Cold War and now the war and then all the war on terror, that, <laughs> which led to some real interesting, weird things. I think one of our central thesis of Eric Clerk Radio is that that's one of the... Uh, in the DNA of Vaporwave. Absolutely. Weird, ahistorical era. I can't even imagine what kind of music is going to come up in 20 years after COVID for all these kids, you know, having a year of Zoom classes mm. and online learning and social distancing. It's going to be, I, I hope it, I mean, I can't wait to see it, but. I guess that's one way to put it. <laughs> I got to look forward to something, Burke. Come on. You got to give it. <laughs> Fair enough. So the other thing that I wanted to sort of talk about, which we've touched on uh, mm-hmm. in the Weather Channel, is some of the specifics of the visual aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I've sort of already made offhanded jokes about monospaced drop shadowed font, which is they had this very white bland mm-hmm. font that was yeah ma- maximally readable. It served its purpose on mm-hmm. old school CRT TVs. You see so much from it in Vaporwave, the like intentional banding in gradients mm-hmm. b- because you don't have a lot of color fidelity. You can't have like a smooth gradient. Anything that's related to that decayed VCR aesthetic? Yeah, because like even by the 90s, like their their graphics seemed pretty dated. Like it, it was almost like uh, to use video game comparison. It was a Nintendo in the era of Super Nintendo. Yeah, that sort of crudeness of the digitized because it was all automated, like their system was set up to generate clear and useful information. So it's very focused on that utilitarian aspect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they had to work with a lot of complex systems, you know, government and private. So, of course, like, you know, making it look really cool, like national nightly news or whatever, was obviously a backseat concern. It's something that is real and not as manufactured, because, again, you could just see that legacy in there that or that sort of like 
Oh, yeah, that, that's clearly just something that's been clutched together by engineers in order to get it to work. They weren't trying to polish it up to make it a smooth product for us all. This is something that is uh, a real system at work. So at least that was my impression as a kid. Like that was why it was like that. It was not. It was, so it was different than everything else on TV because it was so crude comparatively. Yeah. And if you're out there and you were a Weather Channel graphic designer in the 90s, let us know. <laughs> um, because it does feel very much like all the simplicity of the icons, various weather systems. So is it sunny? Are there isolated or scattered showers? Is it partly cloudy? All those icons were, were really simplistic. The color choices of like these blues and oranges and yellows were very of the time. They're probably utilitarian based on what they thought would look best on a widest range of CR, you know, mm -hmm. like mid nineties TVs or something. And I, I think it all comes back to the fact that I just love that low budget local television aesthetic. Mm -hmm. I think uh, more so than the skits of the jokes, that's the appeal of a lot of stuff. I think of like Tim and Eric, mm -hmm. particularly the spinoff, um, check it out with John C. Riley, the Steve Brule spinoff of uh, mm -hmm. local access show of everything just being like utilitarian, but slightly incompetent. And of course it's a, they're a comedy. So they, they go over the top with how bad it is, but the, just that like a few people stuck in an underfunded control room, trying to make something work <laughs> for people yeah. out there is there's something appealing about that if you look at the like the mid 90s version of these graphics compared to the late 90s and early 2000s i think the mid 90s has more character because it has this monospace font but by like 1999 it has a like they're using Arial. Mm. it's a lot smoother it's a lot it loses that charm yeah i i see exactly what you're talking about and i'll I'll include this in the show notes as you scroll down. By the time you get to the bottom, it's animated backgrounds and advertising mm -hmm. on top of it. Yeah, it's not good. It's just not the same. It's just not the same. There's something about that, like CRT blur on the font and everything. Yeah. It also reminds me of public access, Yeah, which was something public access television, which again, for our non-American listeners, is something uh, a unique artifact of American cable TV. I don't know if other countries have this, but the idea is due to certain laws, the public had to have access to the airwaves and also at television. You couldn't just totally cut them off. So there were there were certain channels that anyone could put their own show on. And in certain apparently in larger cities like, you know, Los Angeles and New York, there was actually a thriving sort of subculture of people making extreme like no budget talk shows and things like that. But like in Missouri, that was like. Oh, here's the city council board meeting and here's a cooking show from a lady who is clearly bored and shooting with her, you know, VHS camcorder. Mm -hmm. It had these same kind of mono space fonts having community announcements and stuff like that. And that was also fun to flip through occasionally because, again, it's just like it's something you're not like. For me, one one thing I've always wanted to know is just like to see what's on the other side of the hill, you know, like to peek over and like see things that I'm not necessarily. I hate being just guided and having a curated experience where someone else is sh just showing me things and like, oh, no, 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 don't look in this room. Don't look over here. Like, well, I just I just want to see what's in that room. I want to see what's over there. Like, I, I just want to I don't maybe want to live there, like, you know, spend too much time. But I want to know. I, I want to know, know what's over there. Yeah. <laughs> so public access was something I I wouldn't spend very long with. So I was like, what, what's going on? And Weather Channel had very strong <laughs> public access vibes, <laughs> totally. at least for me. And, and that's sort of interesting because the other thing I was thinking about relating to the, the visual aesthetic, at least as I try to remember it, there's a real alienation 
there's this feeling of like soothing security, but there's also mm-hmm. this awkward alienation because the Weather Channel doesn't have, especially at the time, does not have like stars or talking mm-hmm. heads or people. So mm-hmm. there's no, especially when you're a kid, there's no sense that a human being has mm-hmm. created this and that it does not feel like it derives from like that human spark of creativity. It just feels like it's automated. It, yeah. It just, it feels like a thing that just exists out of nowhere to deliver information. I don't know. There's like this weird alienation to that at the same time. Sure. No, I, it's, it's so impersonal. Yeah. Cause you're so used to being inundated with stars, you know, 24 seven news sucks, but it's full of like people, right? Like there's, yeah. there's stars mm-hmm. and they write books and they tweet stupid there's shit. Credits. There's credits with lists of people who make yes. the thing. Yes. Yeah. There's, there's, that's true. The weather channel doesn't really even have credits. There's like no acknowledgement of yeah, human it never creation. Stops. No matter, t- it's like the Terminator. It never stops. It <laughs> will never stop. Broadcast. Yeah, for- <laughs> it will always forecast the weather to the extent of its sensors and algorithms. <laughs> there is that. Again, that's another part of the weirdness of it, too. I think. And that's also key to Vaporwave is that it's normal, but also not. The Weather Channel is is impersonal. It's there's no human hand behind it. There's no human face. It doesn't care about you. There's no number to call. There's no way to interact with it. It's just there to present this information. And that sort of sort of it goes into the uh, anxiety part of the vaporwave, which is we have this calming, smooth jazz music, but there's no human face to it. There's no performer. There's no I mean, I think occasionally they would list the credits of who was singing the song or you know, or performing the song, but it's, it's just out of the void. This thing is created and provides information, but yeah, it, it is different than every other channel. Even QVC has human hosts, even <laughs> public access had humans. Like there was, there were occasionally city council meetings where like a bunch of middle-aged bureaucrats would just have the most mind-numbingly boring meetings you can imagine. Yeah. I didn't think about that angle of it, but it is. Yeah. Vaporwave, that's key for Vaporwave too. You can't have things that are entirely normal and nice. There's something uncanny about it. Mm-hmm. Weather Channel certainly fits under that rubric because it's kind of normal, but it's kind of not. You wouldn't watch it during prime time. You only supposed to watch it for like five or 10 minutes at a time because it's repeating, you know, it's just or it seems to be repeating, but the information is subtly changing every time it gets to a new local on the eights because the information's been updated. Oh, the forecast is now 57 degrees instead of 56 degrees. But like who would watch it to notice those kind of changes? So one of the subtle influences of it is that the Weather Channel has sparked its own fan base. And there's actually a Weather Channel simulator. When you go to this website, I think it's taiganet.com. It's called Weather Star 4K Simulator Software. And you can use it to run your own weather channel simulator where they can pull weather information from public available sources. But then it have it'll have that sort of retro aesthetic to it. In fact, there's a Twitch channel where somebody is running a server like that 24 seven. But you can easily, you know, roll your own for your own area. So there's this whole idea behind it. They have their own discord servers. Uh, Of course, they put their own music to it. So it will never stop. I think we'll, you know. A hundred years from now, there'll be some retro weather channel. Just some Raspberry Pi in somebody's bunker <laughs> just forever yeah. broadcasting the weather. Oh, yeah. Oh, we should do like a ripoff of the postman, but like the meteorologist. 
or it could be there comes soft rains. That would be uh, maybe a little too dark. But yeah, I like that. Yeah. Any final thoughts, Burke? No, I it's just been fun to, to dig through this. So I think if any of this even remotely interests you out there, definitely look at some of the albums in the show notes. There's some great videos. There's awesome YouTube compilations, all this stuff. And definitely check it out and let us know, you know your thoughts. If you have any Weather Channel memories or... Uh, have any questions about it it's really interesting mm-hmm. so i think that being said i'm going to play us out with some Necocore. this is sponsored by from the album sunday television Thanks for listening to this episode. Burke and I had a lot of fun analyzing our nostalgia, which is, I guess, part of (laughs) one of the big points of this podcast. Mm -hmm. In our next episode, we're going to be talking about another nostalgic thing, especially for me, and that is going to be Jet Set Radio. The, The games is coming back, apparently. But the music is certainly very influential. I think we haven't really talked about that, but like, I think Jet Set Radio helps set the stage for a number of things to follow, like Nujibis, and then, of course, an influence of Jet Set Radio leading into like lo-fi hip-hop, mm-hmm. things of that nature. So uh, I would also music- even say Future Funk. Oh, yeah, Future Funk, actually even more so, because it's way more energetic than lo-fi. So. But yeah, if you're not familiar with the game, this will be a treat. The soundtrack is amazing. It's one of the games of the Dreamcast era that I think stands out. So, of course, if you like this episode, please rate and review Nightclerk Radio on your podcasting app of choice. Tell your friends. Spread the word. I am at Ross Payton on Twitter. Burke is at Burke McBurkinson on Twitter. And, of course, we are at Nightclerk Radio on Twitter. So you can shout at us from any of our Twitter accounts. We do have some stuff planned in the near future. Hopefully. Well, maybe at some point. I know we mentioned a Patreon in the past. That's still in the works. But, you know, stuff's complicated. It's my fault, everybody. Aww. But yeah, thanks for listening. Talk to you later.